Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. Good morning. Hello. Well, people might not be listening to this in the morning, Law, so I'm maybe saying we good shouldn't. morning to you. Oh, okay. Well, and yes. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. No. <laughs> Good night, yes. <laughs> um, so we are not having a guest on today. It is just Laura and I. How many people do you reckon just turned it off? <laughs> Hopefully Sorry. none of you. Um, no, we wanted to, we've wanted to do this podcast chat from the very beginning. And actually when I've reached out to you guys and asked what you've wanted to hear more about, a lot of you said, just you and Laura or, you know, the story of Kick. So that is exactly what we will be going through today. But first, just a little catch up because it's not like I see you every day of the week. Well, I haven't seen you since yesterday. Yeah, that's true. So how was your weekend? Good. So we worked together yes. on Friday night at Sports Girl, which was lots of fun. We Our book is for sale there, which is awesome. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And we always like doing stuff with Michelle and Zara from Shameless. So thanks for all the curly questions, girls. Yes. And there'll be another episode on the podcast coming with them very soon. <laughs> And then Saturday, we spoke at an event in Inverloch, Business Boobs and Bubbles, which was so much fun. It's so beautiful there. Mm. And then Sunday, did you do anything? Nothing. Slept in. Didn't do anything. I did all my housework. On Saturday's my housework day. So I forced myself to get up early on Saturday before we went to Inverloch mm. to do it. So then Sunday was nothing day. That's good. I watched all the Netflix. It was just great. How's your, are you catching up on Dynasty? Yes, except Dalton doesn't like it. No, I know. It's not It's not a program you can watch with the boys. But last week, Dalt wasn't around. Did you yes, get some? A little bit. In? I've started watching it on the treadmill while I run. Oh, yes, actually. I don't know I why like I never thought that. of that. No, I, um, <laughs> I used to watch really, really long YouTube videos and stuff or um, just really fun, easy to watch Netflix. So I can totally relate to that. I think that makes you really lose track of the time though. So It does. It has to be when you're prepared to kind of be on the treadmill for a long time. <laughs> Doing a long run. Um, how was your Sunday? The same. Just did nothing and it was really nice to do nothing. I think whenever we have a job on on the weekend, it's really important to make sure that we still have somewhat of a weekend to yes. do nothing and relax, recharge for the week. And this week, today even, is a very, very special day. Um, as you guys might already be aware, Laura and I are ambassadors for the Richery White Shirt campaign and today is White Shirt Day. And you can show your support by proudly wearing your Witchery white shirt. If you don't have one yet, that's okay. You can still get them in store. If you go into Witchery, you can buy one of the beautiful shirts where 100% of the gross proceeds are going to be donated to the OCRF so they can do the research that's required to find the early detection test, which is so crucial for women who are diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So today we are proudly sitting here in our white shirts. We will be talking about our journey with Kick, basically the making of the business, where it all began. Um, yeah. Do you want to start with the beginning? Well, I've actually written down a few points that of pivotal moments that I remember Okay, throughout the past five years. We, we started five years ago? Yeah. Five years? Well, yeah. So I'll be really interested to see if you thought they were pivotal moments as well I'm or sure if they were things that you... There were other things that you thought were more pivotal. Okay. So to start with, I thought we would start so back. Steph and I started Keep It Clean. Mm -hmm. Goodness me, it sounds so funny saying Keep It Clean. I'm like, how did we call it that? Yeah. So that was an e-book. 
Yes. And so, but before that, I wanted to go back to obviously the first podcast, we spoke a lot about the modelling journey mm-hmm. um, and kind of how we became friends and, and got connected. And I just wanted to start there mm-hmm. because that was probably the base of Keep It Clean, the ebook. Absolutely. And so I think from modelling overseas, what we both found, because we had nothing else to focus on while we were there, really, um, we were exercising, as we said in the first podcast, and eating for all of the wrong reasons, like just like only solely because of how we looked. Mm -hmm. And I think that subconsciously almost drew us to the ebook because we really wanted to create something or work on something or be a part of something that didn't focus on the physical part of health. Yeah. Yeah. That was just healthy recipes. We didn't like count the calories in them. It was just like, we've whipped these up at home, sharing them with you guys. Hope you like them. Total passion project. And for anyone that did purchase that ebook, thank you so much for your support (laughs) initially, because that has literally been what has started everything for us. And, and, um, what started this amazing journey. So without your support from the very beginning, we wouldn't be where we are today and we probably wouldn't have made it a career. No way. Did not imagine it ever being more than just a fun project on the side. It was definitely, yeah, the foundation. And I think also going back before the ebook. So I think it's important to talk through for us. We didn't just launch the ebook with no kind of, we we definitely didn't have a marketing plan. Absolutely not. (laughs) But we did, we had built brands separately outside of Keep It Clean to be able to launch with those brands, I think. So Steph, you had your Instagram. Can you remember how many followers you had at the time and (sighs) what made you want to kind of take it to the next level with with the book? Why did you come to me and say, so that's how, sorry, that is how it happened. Steph said she had a dream (laughs) that we made an e-book together. Well, okay, so I was just modelling at the time. It was my full-time job, um, working four or five days a week and loving it. Um, Other than, you know, my (laughs) downtimes, mainly when I was overseas. But as Laura said, through that, we um, kind of taught ourselves how to eat healthier without worrying about the calories so much. And whenever I did that, I really liked to share, you know, that I was cooking at home or what meals I was making online to my followers. And I don't remember how many followers I had, but it was definitely under half a million. I reckon it was like three or 400,000 maybe. Um, so Which at the time, a lot. still a lot. At the time, four, <laughs> so now, four, I mean, 400,000 followers is still ridiculous. Amazing, but at yeah. the time, that was like equivalent to... Probably the most followers on Instagram. <clears throat> well, not close to. <laughs> For I mean, an you're not Rihanna. Person. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so people were just always asking me, "What's in that? Where'd you get this recipe from?" And a lot of the time, it was stuff that I was just whipping up at home, making up myself. I wasn't following a recipe at all. So I wanted to be able to have something where I could share those things. And I had known Laura for maybe a year, but most of that year we'd been overseas um, and just kind of had been on touch, in touch online. And then when we came back home, um, I yeah spoke to Laura because at the time you had your blog, yes. your food, fit and repeat. So maybe touch on food, fit and repeat that before I continue. That was another tragic. Do you know how long it took me to think of food, fit and repeat? If I, why, why tragic? There's nothing tragic about it. <laughs> well, also because health is more holistic than exercise and food, yeah. looking back on that now. But the blog I started actually before I went overseas um, to model because I had deferred uni and I mm. didn't know what I'd do with my spare time. Mm. But it was something that took me a long time to get the courage to do. Mm. I 
just had an Instagram page, like a normal one with just maybe I had 300 followers. Or I don't know how many followers. This mm-hmm. is what a normal person has, all my friends only following mm-hmm. me. And I started wanting to share my recipes that I made at home. I loved healthy cooking. I had a few disastrous years and it's so funny. I was going to say, doesn't your old friends say like yes. you used to not even be able to make toast? I was not trusted to chop an avocado. <laughs> okay. It was absolutely a disaster. You've come a long way. So <laughs> I did, but I did a lot of practice over two years and I tried all these healthy recipes and then I started adapting them a bit and making them my own and um, I wanted to share them somewhere but I was a little bit I suppose didn't want to share them on my personal Instagram because Mm. I was worried of what people would think of me I Mm -hmm. think if you just have your friends following you and then all of a sudden you start posting recipes and you know take fruit styling your my tragic food styling you kind of I don't know I was kind of worried that people would talk about me behind my back and think like oh who does Laura think she is that she's doing something like this I mean we've spoken about this before where people almost kind of have this idea of you and what you can do and and what they know of you and if you steer in a different direction it's it's odd to them. And as, a, as humans, we definitely, yeah, we categorise sure. people in our lives as a certain level. Mm-hmm. And if they ever, yeah, if they change from that, it's like, oh, hang on. No, I don't like that. Yeah. I'm not going to be happy for you. So I for was sure. kind of really wary of that. And I, I used to, um, when I was waitressing and I, the boys were that my, everyone, I think most of the people there were guys that worked in the, they made all the pizzas and I carried them out in the mm-hmm. restaurant. And they would, I would come into work and they did not mean it in any, I don't think they'd be listening to this, you know, but just disclaimer, they did not mean it. They were just making fun of me, you know, for fun. For fun. Because I'm fun to make fun of. (laughs) Um, But they'd be like, oh, because once I shared a green smoothie and they'd be like, oh, hashtag vital greens, hashtag green smoothie, hashtag health, whatever. And I kind of, because of that, I think I held myself back for quite a long time to do that because I was like, oh no, no one's ever going to see me as this. Why should I do it? Like, who am I to start a blog? Yeah. Um, but then when I decided to model overseas, I thought, do you know what? I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. So mm-hmm. I did it. Uh, I I think my blog was through WordPress. It was just like a, I think it cost me $400 for three years for the domain or something. Amazing. Which was quite a, it was quite a bit of Not money back of then. Money, it yeah. was like a big investment for me to make. But yeah. I was like, no, 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 this is worth it. So, And I think because I made that investment, I knew I had to commit commit to it and make yeah. sure I was putting new recipes up and I yeah. used to style them out the front of my mum's veranda because she had a wooden bench and put them on there with my like $1 Ikea board mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what I did and it was I mean I have no idea about tech it took me one day to work out how to put my um, logo onto the website so yeah. I think it was just one of those things I just did it um, and then from there people started coming to see the recipes and I mean there wasn't a lot of traffic but there was a, li- a few people that yeah. came but obviously the recipes on a blog were free and yeah. so I think that was a good foundation for us to people were coming to your page because they mm-hmm. wanted to find your recipes and see what you were eating mm-hmm. and and what you were doing and then you would often say oh like I love my friends recipes on this yeah. blog yeah so people would go to my blog and so people had seen value in what we did yeah before we released totally the book I think that's such an important point for sure for sure and and it was basically like that I did love Laura's recipes on her blog um back in the day you were I mean it still kind of is this way your strengths is definitely in the baking a lot sweet of our stuff. sweet yes. stuff is uh, uh, Laura's recipes and then a lot of the savory, the savory is queen. mine <laughs> um so yeah I, a lot of the recipes that people were wanting to know from me were definitely the more savory dinners and lunches and stuff um and then anytime I made a sweet treat it was most of the time off your website so when we came back to Australia I did have a dream <laughs> um Sounds so corny, but I had a dream because ebooks were really massive at the time. Um, they were this new thing um, that was popping up, and I just thought, let's just try this. You know, I'm just modeling full time, I want to do something on the side. I can 
give these recipes out to people and I, we caught up at a coffee shop. Yes. Was it Top Paddock yeah, or was it Tall Timber? Which was the, which is the, I always get it mixed up. Which is the one at the end of Church Church Street? Top Paddock. Top Paddock. Yes. Okay. It was Top Paddock. It was that one. I've still got the photo actually. Yeah. We took a <laughs> selfie and you've got like this cute little bob haircut. Um, we look so young. So that was the day that I kind of came to you with the idea. And I remember your initial reaction being like, who in the world will buy and download a book um, that's got our recipes in it? Like, who are we? And I was like, well, people are already coming to yours. They're already seeing your recipes. They're great. They're so good. You already give out that free content um, to kind of get them testing it and trying it, as you said. And people really want to know about my savory things. We could make a really good ebook that's a mix of both so that people can have their breakfast, lunch and dinners and sweet treats and everything all in one. So we just did it. And we did it. And I think this is also quite a pivotal moment for us for sure. and Paramount in kind of where we've come now because you were so confident. You looked at me and you said, what are you talking about? Of course, people are going to buy this. And I, at the time, didn't have a lot of confidence in my abilities to be able to sell something. And I was kind of like, oh, as, as you said, like mm. I didn't believe that I could do it. But I think if you hadn't have looked me in the eye and been like, yeah, we can. You were the most confident. How old were we? 21 or 20 year old. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? Steph really thinks we can. So we'll do it. And we also had no idea how to make, it's not like we were like, had studied how to make an no. ebook or graphic design or no. writing any type of journalism no. in any way whatsoever. I was follow, I was failing all of my uni assignments that yeah. were to do with essays at that yeah. point. So, we, why, how did we do it? Well, basically, we used the um, relationships that we had, um, and I mean that in a complete positive way, not a negative way. I think it's really important to take advantage and, and to really collaborate with people wherever mm-hmm. you can, when especially when you're starting out. Um, so for us, we had a photographer that we worked with in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So we got him on board for the food shoot when we actually had to shoot the recipes. We got some brands involved to sponsor us, which was obviously the only way we were able to start really. Because we got 5am, which yeah, is the yogurt, and yogurt. we got Bear Blends, the protein powder mm-hmm. and kind of health food. Superfood yep. company. I remember that was another thing that you were, it was so great that you could do that, that you Reached felt out. confident enough to say, hey, we're going to do this. Do you want to sponsor our ebook? Yeah. Because we, we didn't have any money to do it. No. And so, because we had to pay for everything to do it and, and they got on board because, and at the time we hadn't proven that we were going to sell it. They had no idea, but I think because we developed the brand. Yeah the kind of the the foundations of the brand with your Instagram following and then mm-hmm. with the blog and transferring it over, people were able to see the value in For it sure. and you really believed in, I probably didn't at that <laughs> time. I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but Seth really believed in it and that is how we were able to get those brands out there and mm-hmm. if it was, uh, get those brands on board and if it was up to me, I, we wouldn't have asked them. I would have <laughs> been like, absolutely, we can't, but you no, never know really good to have if them, you don't sure. ask and they could have said no yeah, and that absolutely. would have been fine. We could have gotten to yep. other brands, but I think it's important to make make sure that you just because the worst thing that can happen is someone says no so if it wasn't for Steph I wouldn't have even we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had that so then we got the sponsors um and then also my friend yeah so Jordan one of my best mates boyfriends he was studying graphic design and uh we got him on board to do the design of the actual ebook which we wanted to be super simple clean and a bit playful and he nailed that um and then we got karen our good friend karen who's actually now our yogi on our kick program to do our hair and makeup for the day um my mom was the 
cleaner in the kitchen. She helping was helping us. and we showed in your auntie's house. <laughs> yep, yep. So we, as we, as I said earlier, we, we really used the connections that we had. We didn't have a food stylist. No, or on we a normal did that food, <laughs> On a normal book shoot, we now know you shoot 12 recipes a day with a food mm-hmm. stylist, a chef and a whole team. We shot... 37 in one day. Yep, with no chef, with, no With no team. Styles, so yeah. we just we just did it. But I think that's yep. some, again, we're being well, being naive came into that because we had no idea what, mm-hmm. what we kind of had in, what we had to do. Mm-hmm. And I think if we had have known, maybe we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have done it because we've been like, oh no, it's too hard. Too like we can't afford a food stylist. Yep. We're not going to be good enough. But yep. we didn't even know that was a thing. I, yep. I was so blind. I had no idea that people had, were a f- like there was food styling was a thing. Exactly. I was like, oh no, everyone must have styled their own thing. We things. can just sprinkle some cacao nibs on that. We'll put a banana fine. next to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, I think though that that ended up helping us out a lot. So Definitely. our ebook ended up looking very basic, <laughs> um, and the food styling and the fact that some of the food was three days old because we had to prepare. We had to use recipes. a flash because which you never use in food no. photography because we were shooting from seven till seven. We yeah. lost the light. Yeah. So instead of keeping the natural light for most of the shots, we, yeah, had them under a flash. So (laughs) the photos, um, I think, and the way that they were baked by us and styled by us were so homey and so basic that... The girls ended up looking at it like, well, I can make that. Very relate, Definitely, like, definitely literally relatable. You could probably make relatable, it better. <laughs> the most relatable. And a lot of them did make it look a lot better. And I think that that was one thing, though, that we really wanted to make sure with our ebook that it wasn't some crazy, beautiful, styled thing that you would find in a magazine or like a beautiful cookbook because there was enough of that out there. Um, and there were so many beautiful health um, books and everything out where the styling was incredible. And I know personally, when I pick one of those, up I love having them on the coffee table I think they're beautiful to flick through but half the time I see the recipe and I know that mine's not going to turn out like that so I don't even bother and it will take three hours and it costs so much to make and it's funny now we look back on it because I think we identified there was a gap in the market Mm. but I don't think we identified exactly that we would fill that gap the way that we did because while it came out really now like being relatable is is a core value of keep it cleaner Mm. and we're everything that we do we have that in mind but I think we just did us and that's what we are (laughs) that's what we tried that's why turned out yeah exactly right and I think that if we had have tried to make a beautiful looking cookbook it probably wouldn't have looked much better so we probably couldn't have done that anyway so it was kind of we we entered the market at the right time and it was almost luck in that way luck did play into it that we that was needed in in the health market because it's so saturated at the time that we did our ebook and so then we launched and we yeah the sales went nuts on the first night I remember that and it was the coolest feeling ever because as Laura said as much as I was super confident still had no idea how people were going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, one obvious reaction we got to it was my mother. Uh, <laughs> thank you, mum, for your continuous texting that night. I think we Wendy. got about 20 texts from her uh, with all of these spelling <laughs> mistakes or missing ingredients. It was all with good intentions. Yes. So we were just so excited to get the ebook out there that we probably only proofread it once over each. I remember we were out for dinner at Mr. Miyagi and we were so excited that we're about to launch and then all of a sudden all these things came through. Yep. It was like we were telling people to chop up a zucchini and there wasn't a zucchini in the recipe Um, or things were spelt wrong or the amounts were wrong. Like it was – there were so many little mistakes and, again, this is something I bring up in a lot of interviews and I think you would too. That small mistake – is something that we've learned from. So mm-hmm. from the very beginning, we learned that any little small failures or whatever, as long as you pick yourself up and you learn from it and you don't repeat it, um, it's okay. It's not 
something that you need to regret. Um, luckily now for we us, always proofread oh, everything. Sure. Everything is not and proofread. And we get other people just, to proofread. Just, yeah, that's what we've learned from that. I suppose as long as you don't – I think we have learned the most from our mistakes, mm-hmm. but I think the most important thing is that you acknowledge them, you yeah. take responsibility for them, for sure. and then you don't make it again because no. it's you've got a proper solution for it. Yeah, and I mean we were very lucky that it was an ebook. We could get online and, and edit it and resend out to the people yes. who had already purchased it and then from anyone who purchased it onwards – would have had the corrected version. So very lucky that that wasn't in print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a publisher might have edited it though, but no, we didn't have sure. one. We were, we were the ones that did it. So then from there, we we kind of saw our the brand was starting to grow. But the thing with an ebook is that you release it and then it's done. Yeah, you can't. You really can't. Do I mean, we're connecting with the community through our socials, our socials but they were still personal socials because mm-hmm. I still had my blog at, mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And then we got to a point where we thought we want to be able to do more with this. Mm-hmm. We saw potential in it because at the start it really was. And it was still a hobby at this point. It was just like, sure. why don't we, you know, revisit this and mm-hmm. see what we can do? And so I ended up changing and it worked so well because my blog then became Keep It Cleaner. Mm-hmm. So we got rid of my WordPress site, mm-hmm. changed the Instagram. And mm-hmm. because, I mean, I wouldn't really, a lot of brands, you can't really change an Instagram name unless it's going to be owned by the same people that were operating Absolutely. it with the same thing coming through. Absolutely. So if I had, you know, a page for my dog, for example, <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, like Billy's got a lot of followers or Ari's got a lot of followers, that let's change work. it. It wouldn't no, work because people, people are like, following for what? the dog. I like the dog. I don't want to say there's recipes, <laughs> yeah. but people were used to saying my recipes. So then it was when it was our recipes, it was totally fine. So yeah. we changed the Instagram to keep it cleaner. And then we used the savings that we had saved from our ebook mm-hmm. to fund a proper website mm-hmm. to be able to connect with people a little bit more and start to build the brand. Yeah. So that website was a subscription blog. So basically, how much was it? Seven ninety nine a month? Yes, yeah, I think so. I think it was six ninety five. I can't remember. It was somewhere around seven dollars um, a month, and in that seven dollars, they had access to, I suppose, the community. They had new blog posts regularly. Um, we had one workout a month. Yes, and then three to four recipes a month. Yes. So it wasn't a lot of content, but back then. Um, that w- it was all kind of new. Those kind of programs and subscri- subscription things were new. So, as far as everyone else thought at that time, that was that was great value for the content, and we Definitely. surprisingly built up quite a subs- subscriber base, which was amazing. And it was all I think that we could do at the time anyway, because we were both still I was still studying full time mm-hmm. and working, and you were modelling full time. So I think it was it was kind of just it was a side hustle, but it was still a hobby side hustle. Like for it sure. wasn't it was definitely we were turning it into a business, but mm-hmm. I I still don't think we realised nope. what it would become. And then from there, uh, this is a moment that I I remember when I kind of thought, wow, this is serious. Mm. When we brands started coming to us about working with Keep It Cleaner, mm-hmm. not just with us. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget when we walked into one of the brands they worked with was Aussie Farmers Direct. Mm-hmm. And we were, I think we were maybe 22 at this point. Yep. You were 21, I was 22. Mm-hmm. And we walked into Aussie Farmers Direct head office mm-hmm. to meet with them, to try and pitch to them. And they were the first client that said to us, they didn't come to us and say, we want you to do three posts. They came to us and said, what can you do for us? If you show yeah. us what you can do, we'll work with you. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. We'll go in there. And I, I don't think, I mean, we didn't prepare for that meeting, I don't think, enough at all. No. We, we walked in there and I'd never been in a boardroom before. I think we went in activewear, to be honest. Probably. And so we walked in and it was this huge boardroom. The table was, it probably in my mind is bigger than it was in real life because at the yeah. time I was so overwhelmed and by we it. But it was like a 12 <laughs> or 15 person boardroom and sitting there was I think it was the CFO and COO or the 
Basically, so two, two very home, important people. High execs um, of Aussie Farmers Direction. It was two middle aged men. Mm. And we walked in, and I just thought, oh my goodness, this is serious. Yep. We need to sell ourselves here. Yep. And I was so nervous. And at that time, I was so nervous about public speaking. I, I was nervous to speak in front of my uni class of, of 15 people. So to, to think, oh my goodness, how are we going to sell ourselves to these people that have so much business experience? Why would they see value in our brand? Mm. But it was funny. As soon as we started talking about Keep It Cleaner, it wasn't forced. We didn't have to rehearse it because mm. we believed in our brand so much and us. what we could do. Yeah. And we ended up working with them, I think, for a year after that. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know what Aussie Farmers Direct is or was um, basically it was a online website where you could order your groceries and have from them Aussie delivered to directly, your door and they're from Australian <laughs> farmers yeah so we were really happy to support something like that obviously having fresh food and project um, produce delivered to your door it's all about accessibility for us and um, obviously supporting Aussie farmers was was great and we ended up doing some really cool things. I remember that campaign, the Christmas campaign with our mums. Yes. That was so nice. That was good. Yeah. And then from there, I think what was what we've learnt a lot from was we obviously had personal management mm. at that time who's – our manager is just absolutely fantastic. Shout um, out. Love you, Matt. We do love Matt. Yeah, he's <laughs> absolutely fantastic. And But with Keep It Cleaner, we didn't, we didn't have that. Yep. And I, we wanted to do it ourselves because yep. that's what we usually want to do. Baby. That, exactly. And I think maybe looking back on the partnership deals that we had and, and things that we worked through ourselves, maybe commercially they probably weren't the best thing for us because mm-hmm. an agent might have done better with the negotiating or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I think it meant that we learnt our brand back to front mm-hmm. and we learnt why people wanted to or why they valued Keep It Cleaner. I think at the start it was very much this is what our product is and then – when we went in to pitch about Keep It Cleaner and we just explained, you know, this is what the product is, people didn't – I don't think that's what they connected with. They connected yeah. with the why, why we were doing it, yeah. what what our brand values were. And we learnt from that, I think, and that shaped yeah. what we do today yeah. and, and what Keep It Cleaner is today, having to really put ourselves in the deep end. Because I think at that point we could have been like, that's it, it's too hard, let's just hand it over to someone. But I think it's really great that we didn't. Yeah. Because it's meant that we now we knew our brand back to front, and that has set us up to kind of develop our brand values. Do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And our and our why from the very beginning, or our, one of our main values from the very beginning, is um, honestly to build up that community to be there for other young, young women who might have been going through something similar to what we did when we were going through our struggles of trying to find our way of what's healthy, uh, what's a healthy amount of exercise I should be doing, or um, what is exercise to me, what should I be eating, all that sort of stuff. That was always the basis of why we did anything was because we were trying to give our advice from our own experiences um, and it just kept developing and developing. (laughs) And then from there, we came into contact with another company, Mm. which then started our old program, which was called Kick Girls. Mm. Yeah. So that company, basically they um, have an awesome, massive team who develops programs for people um, and these programs look a lot like what we've got today you know they've got a planner of recipes and workouts and everything and they approached us because they'd seen what we were doing um, and they actually had spoken to our agent Matt first so mm-hmm. this is probably where Matt first came in um, when he helped us out with kick mm-hmm. I suppose is when we first started getting a little bit of management advice over kick and not just ourselves um, Matt met these people um, and I think originally they were actually 
kind of pitching the idea for quite a few different people to work to work with and and Matt was like all right well these two girls that I look after Laura and Steph have keep a cleaner and told our story a little bit and once we were able to sit at a meeting with them and really go into everything and the why and everything like that I think that's when we pretty much sold um, ourselves as you said to them and and they loved what we were about Um, so that's where the relationship first came from and working with them was great Um, we got to basically be the faces of our own program that was run perfectly you know we had no idea about tech or even like Mm -hmm. a lot of different marketing and and PR and um, just everything that comes with running a program. We had no idea. Yes, and with the marketing, I think that we thought because we had not gone to university and studied a marketing degree, we didn't know marketing. But I think what we've learnt is is everything. (laughs) That's right. And by knowing your brand and why you do what you do, that is the best strategy you can ever have. And um, it ended up being a lot more work than what we initially thought. Mm-hmm. When we first signed on with them, I think we thought, okay, cool. So for like a couple of days a month, we'll be filming some workout content and doing some shoots and media appearances here and there and, um, you know, putting our recipes in here and there and shooting those. But we became so passionate, you know, at the time we were definitely still, you still had Laura and we were both modeling and everything like that. Um, and this was still supposed to be a side thing. That's but right. we became so passionate about what kick was and the community was growing and growing and more and more girls were joining and and it was so beautiful that I think it really grabbed us and we realized that it was more rewarding than anything else we were doing and we just wanted to dive in and do more and more and more and I think we felt the responsibility as well I think because we weren't in control of and the program was run as you said fantastically Mm. but because we weren't in control of every single aspect we felt like because we built this brand that we sh- it was up to us to take control of it and, sure. and be responsible for that. I mean, our faces and our names were on the program, exactly. all over the program. So we, we just wanted to make sure that we were across absolutely everything, approving absolutely everything. And sometimes when you have such a big company working on the program, it's hard to do that. Exactly. And then at that point, our products launched into mm. uh, the supermarket as well, into Coles. So we have two business partners in our grocery business and they um, head up the logistics and the all the with that we work with contractors. So yeah. they, they work with them and they are so good at what they do. It's oh, a, they're so good at building relationships and, and everything as well. Definitely. So they we worked with them and from there it also got to a point where we felt that our brand we wanted to be it we wanted it all to be under the same for sure. Because keep it clean it was becoming something that I mean we always had a gut feeling that it could be something bigger, yeah. but we, it actually got to the point where we were like, Okay, this could be our full time job and mm-hmm. when we started I think something we didn't touch on which is so important to talk about is we never, ever, ever started Keep It Cleaner for a financial return. No. It was a passion it was project a passion it was a hobby and you th- you know we thought oh you know we might make a tiny bit of money if we sell ebooks but the reason for doing it was never that and I think that's why Keep It Cleaner has been able to grow so you know to where it is today because mm-hmm. if you're not authentic about why you start something and the main uh, the main reason is for a monetary return I think that's where brands or small you know can go wrong yeah. because people can definitely see through that and we didn't do that on purpose no that was just the way that we did it and Mm -hmm. it happened to I think that's how we've been on a grow yeah because I think you have to have the passion and first before you think of and then money comes second Mm -hmm. oh I mean and and a pure example is that I think for the first three years of our business or even more 
we didn't take any money out of our account. No, because we always wanted to invest it back into the business. Exactly. And, and that was really important to us. So I think that's Which a really good... Which obviously, we were very fortunate that we had other things going exactly. on. Exactly. You know, it wasn't the only thing that we were working on. So we did have um, money from from other forms like modeling and everything else we were doing so we were lucky in that sense you know if someone's just starting a business and it's the only thing they do then obviously they've going they're going to have to take some cut out of it exactly but we were lucky that we could just keep it there and anytime any money exactly anytime any money was going out it was going into the business again in some other form of investment so and i think also again subconsciously we stayed working full-time in the other things that we were Mm -hmm. doing because we needed to be financially supported somehow yeah which meant that maybe the business might have grown quicker mm-hmm. if we had been able to go full-time into it mm-hmm. after the first year, but we didn't because we, we didn't have that. Yeah. We wanted to make sure we could keep it in the business, but we were very, as you said, really lucky to be able to work um, and work in an industry where, like modelling where you didn't have to work as many hours yeah. to be able to then work on the business. And I think we can go back and touch on the groceries, um, how that all began as well, because be good if you could talk about that first meeting with the boys sure um and then we'll just speak a bit about why we think it's you know kind of gone the way it has or how that even happened because I I get asked questions all the time especially from um small businesses and stuff you know how did you get into like things like Coles how did you get into the supermarket so the first meeting was Steph was in Ibiza (laughs) and these two guys had asked to meet with us about I think it was it was for promoting a gluten-free bread yep. product. It was. Something like that. Yeah, so they'd spoken to Matt. Yes. Yeah. And so we went to this meeting and I was thinking it was just like, oh, we're going to be ambassadors for this bread thing and you know, if it's if it you know, obviously every product or everything we ever promote is only if it works and it it aligns with that value. So, you know, I was going there to suss it out and see what it was like and um we sat down with them and I don't know for some reason I thought I was expecting to meet with Two really senior... Probably from our relationships with Aussie farmers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really senior, high exec kind of guys. But yeah. then off ca- um, into the cafe <laughs> came these two our, two now business partners in the grocery business. Tom and Jim. Um, Tom and Jim. And they were young and passionate and excited and they really believed in the Keep It Cleaner brand. And it's so funny, the meeting started by talking about bread mm. and finished talking about hang on what if we actually yep. start a business together? For sure. And that was absolutely crazy that that's sure. where it went. But I think when we when I heard their passion for Keep It Cleaner um, and their their background in what they the roles they had been in and their experience, um, it, it kind of – it was really funny. It's one of those things that just – it just felt right. right. Yeah. And I think um, it's also good to note Laura and I have always had the dream of having a physical product yes. on a supermarket shelf. I mean, we had done a collaboration with – Bake mixes, yes. The brand um, to do our cookie mixes um, for an online product, which was so fun, and it was our first kind of experience of having a physical product um, that wasn't online. You know, mm-hmm. all we'd done by that point was the program and the ebook. So, um, to have a physical product and to see how it would sell was was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think ever since then, we were like, that'd be great if one day we can come up with a physical range. So, I think from that meeting, you were like, hang on, this could be the chance. 
that we're yeah, going for. exactly. And so then we started talking and then um, there was an opportunity and the connection with Coles. So getting into the big supermarkets, obviously, as any small business would know, is really, really mm-hmm. difficult. Um, and we were lucky that they had a connection um, from their old business with, mm-hmm. they knew some people um, in Coles. Mm-hmm. And that's how the conversation started. Um, and then, and then we, we were to able <laughs> to pitch ourselves to them sure. and the brand and why it would sell and why they should. The thing with, with Keep It Cleaner was that no one had really proven in the supermarket that social media exposure yeah. could equate to sales. And For we sure. didn't really know that either mm-hmm. because everything we'd done had been kind of like an online thing. So who said that just because you have Instagram followers and you have this brand that, you know, most senior people had never heard of, mm-hmm. um, why should we take your brand? And mm-hmm. so we we pitched it and mm-hmm. they accepted it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's been able to grow because we, I they think started, our, Yeah, we started with only seven products yes. and they basically just wanted to kind of have them scattered. So we had like the drinks, the sauerkraut and kimchi, you know, the, the original blissful. three blissfuls. Yep. Um, and it was supposed to be a little bit broad and small like that because they were testing the waters. I mean, so were we, as you yes. said. Um, and I think when we were able to prove ourselves, that was when we could really grow and develop into the grocery brand that it is today, which has been... And that was, incredible. I think, surprising to us. I mean, not sure. surprising. I mean, it's so. We're, I think that we have built a brand that it's really nice that people can, you know, did want to buy the products. And the thing is that we also we didn't just go in there and think, okay, we we've got this brand, it's going to sell. We no. know for a fact that if we put our brand on anything that does not align with us or mm-hmm. isn't a proper product, mm-hmm. or hasn't got the right quality. No one's going to buy it. So we didn't think, okay, because Keep It Clean is going to be on it, we don't need to do anything. We knew, we understood who our buyer was, which was a health food buyer who always reads the back of the the product. You pick it up, you read it. And Mm -hmm. so we knew that we couldn't just put Keep It Cleaner on there because people are going to pick it up and look what's in it. Mm -hmm. So that's been something that has been super integral in our business is that we've got... Um, certain prerequisites for every single product yep. that we stick by, which is really hard for because um, he- healthier ingredients are more expensive and sometimes yep. it's really, really difficult. Especially if you want to be on a supermarket shelf at a supermarket price. Exactly. You know, if we're going into a health food store, we can charge that bit extra, but we are always trying to make Keep It Cleaner, whether it's the program or the grocery stuff, as accessible as possible. So making it affordable was such a big thing for us. Um, and the trust we'd build up with our consumers and, and our subscribers and, and our community as well. We we knew that, you know, maybe a, a young girl that was on the program might not read the back yeah. because they're like, oh, no, I know to keep it cleaner. But we did not want them to go home and try it and not like the taste of it or yeah. work out the ingredients weren't good for them because we have developed a trust. And trust sure. takes – that was, I think, at the four-year point of yeah. keep it clean, the, yeah. the journey. And we knew that it can take – it takes four years, whatever, how many years to build it and mm-hmm. one second to lose Absolutely. that trust. So that's something that we always, always think of no matter what we do is that we have to make sure that it always meets the prerequisites because yeah. otherwise they're not being true to the brand and people can definitely see through that. For sure. And I mean, the other thing was that we know that not everyone knows what Keep It Cleaner is. People were going to be picking it up um, in the health food section and read the back because that's what a lot of health food buyers do and we're lucky that we are that buyer. So regardless of whether it says keep it cleaner or the the recognizable packaging we wanted to also reach that that buyer that was just genuinely interested in healthy food so that's the grocery um and and we're we're so excited that we have so much 
happening with grocery this year. Like our range is extending. We're going to have eighty three products by June, which is super exciting. Mental. We are also launching into another supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, just for confidentiality reasons, we can't um, say what that is, but yep. another supermarket. So that'll be really really exciting for us. Yeah. So now back to the program. Yes, back to the program. So we got to a point where we just realised that we were quite ready to step up a little bit and a little bit more, put even more effort and energy into the program. And I think when we realised that we weren't able to do that with the company that we were working with, the idea of going off and doing it ourselves came up and it was a scary one. I remember Mm. we both kept on going through wavelengths of being so excited and like, yes, we can do this. This is going to be great. It's the best thing we're going to ever do to no, there's no way we're going to do this. It's going to mm-hmm. fail. Why? Like we're really comfortable where we are. We're, it's good. We've got a good community. This is working. Why don't we just stay how it is? Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it. Um, but I think it was definitely... this. We is knew the, in our guts oh, that yeah. there was so much more that we wanted to do sure. with it that we couldn't do in the capacity that we were in. And I think we just... We literally followed our gut and we were yeah. told by a lot of people not to do it. It was, it was not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but we had that gut feeling. And I think also by having each other. For sure. Um, it's the way that we deal with most things. One mm-hmm. of us is having, not a breakdown, but like a, a doubting something. And mm-hmm. then the other one is like, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. going to be fine. And I think having that reassurance of one or the other. For sure. Always helped because if you're both sitting there thinking, I can't do this, yep. you can't do it. But no. if one is saying that you can, yep. you're going to let the other one down if you don't. Yeah. So you just... You just do it. Absolutely. And I mean, we didn't do it on our own. We, um, Tom and Jim helped us out so much. Our groceries business partners helped us out so much with, you know, their experience running, their experience a, running business. a business Definitely. and, you know, building up our, um, our staff, I suppose, our team, our Definitely. kick team. Um, without the boys, we wouldn't have really even known where to start of like, where do I find someone for, for marketing PR? Where do we find someone for content? And, and so we were able to go through the whole interviewing process with everyone with the boys, which was was really, really helpful. Definitely. Um, and then definitely sharing the office with the boys has been so helpful because, as Laura said, we've always wanted to have, no matter what it is, um, under Keep It Cleaner, under the same roof and the whole team's working on it all and that's all they're working on, you know. I think that was one of the reasons we wanted to leave the other company was because we wanted a team to be purely just working on Kick and that was their passion and they treated it like their baby much like we did and they were just so excited mm-hmm. you know to be working on it so and having been, the tech support I think also oh my was God. just and so having Jerry so Jerry was actually we didn't we had we had no idea so no, I think it's important to we weren't like oh you know we've heard of this really cool tech guy we no. need to get onto him we had no idea and yeah. Jerry just happened to be one of my high school friends um her sister's husband yes and he'd reached out to me a while ago and said hey do you want to chat and I was like oh no no like it's okay thanks mm-hmm. I had no idea to be honest I was like oh that's nice that you, it's really nice that you wanted to reach out and talk but I I don't think you're gonna be able to help us so I went in to catch up with Jerry and he Playside, which is the company that he owns and runs our app is they've got an amazing team of 50 people they're around the corner from our office and it was one of those things again that while 
um, you know, everything happens for a reason and obviously luck is not the reason that kick is where it is. Definitely played into it that part as well because I don't know what we would have done without that tech support because our app is so heavily dependent on tech and we have to update it. We we do, we update it every two mm-hmm. two to three weeks. There's mm-hmm. an update, even sometimes every week there's mm-hmm. an update. So if, if for anyone that does want to go into the tech industry, having the actual tech support is pivotal because... Yeah. If something crashes on the app at 10 p.m. and <laughs> all of our subscribers can't get in, that's the one thing that Steph and I cannot fix. Yep. We have got no. If we went into the code, we would break no it idea. even more. So I think it's that's been really important for us to be able to have that incredible support. For sure. And I think it was just great that, like, we walked into a meeting. I know when I came and met Jerry for the first time. Remember I called you and I said, yeah. trust me, Steph, You're this gonna is going to work. <laughs> and literally <you> walked in. <laughs> I think I saw the office first and I was like, first of all, this office is great. I would love to keep coming here for meetings. Reminds me of photos of the Google office. Yeah, just Very cool. fun. It looks like a nice place to work. And then we sat down with Jerry and I instantly got along with him. And I think the reason why, other than putting that relationship aside, other than that, I knew it was going to be good for Kick because he was already so passionate about what we wanted to do he already knew everything it's like I don't know if he'd done his research but you know he's he's followed us for a while he knew exactly who we were what we were trying to do with kick um and had all of these ideas and he's so forward thinking and was coming up with things that mm. we hadn't even dreamed of so that was like okay this is the guy his and team is going to for sure that's the main thing I mean right. you can have the best tech support in the world but if they don't understand what you're trying to do with your business and your core values, then they can easily slip up on things. And along the way, I think that's something that we have definitely learnt Mm -hmm. that if people aren't passionate or value your brand, if you are in a position to be able to get, you know, to hire staff or partner with people, don't partner with people that don't value what you do because it's not going to go down the track. Sometimes opportunities can come up and they seem so exciting, but I, I know every time we haven't listened to our gut on if someone values the brand Mm -hmm. we've always regretted what we've done and so I think it's such an important thing that anyone even if you're just starting a business and Mm -hmm. you've got a business partner Mm -hmm. about to ask you a question about that actually (laughs) I think when you when you have a business partner you have to make sure that that person has just as much passion as you Mm -hmm. because anyone you go into partnership or business with has to be working on your business at all times when you're on your own business you you don't really stop working ever so that's something that's really 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 important absolutely totally agree got my question sure so my question was with our partnership Mm -hmm. obviously we have been so lucky that it's worked out the way that it has and as we've both spoken about like I could not ever imagine running any business like without you Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it's I I think that there has been such such a big part of why Keeper Cleaner has been successful because of how we're able to work together Mm -hmm. did you put any thought into that when we started working together? Well, when we when we started, it was just, as we said, a passion. I didn't think it was going to grow into what it is today. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So I don't, honestly, at the start, no, I didn't think about it. But what about when people say, and that's a question we get all the time, I have heard that mm. you should never mix business For with sure. friendship. So oh, yeah. why? Why did you do it? Um, 
Look, I think the reason why it's because you didn't I think was it was going to be a business. Yeah, I mean, at the very start, yes. And then when we saw that it was going to become a business, the only reason I was comfortable to pursue it and to like keep going with it and not be like, mm, no, this is going to ruin our friendship. Let's just end it with the ebook. Um, was because we were just both so passionate about the core values of Kick um, and what we wanted to do with it, and we already had the relationship of being. Um, we were, def- we're very different. Like we're not the same person. Um, we have a lot of the same values and beliefs and everything, but we're very different people and particularly in the way we work. So I knew that that was different and I didn't think that that was a bad thing. Mm. Um, as long as we both had the same goals and the same passion for it, I knew it was going to be fine. Um, so I don't know. And I, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I just believed it was going to work. I think you always have this inkling or this gut feeling mm. of, Mm, if it really got pushed to shove at one point and it got real awkward, how would this go down? And I just think that we care so much about each other mm. that if it ever got like that, that that we would work out a way to just end it or whatever because in the end it is our baby mm. but you're also my best friend and care so much about you and your own future even outside of kick. So I think it was just there was always that ongoing support from both of us with whatever we were doing, mm. even if it was campaigns or whatever it was outside of Kick, there was always that support there. So I just knew that it, it, there was a relationship so strong outside of Kick that it was going to be okay. I don't know. Um, that's a really hard question yeah, to I know, answer. I knew it would be. But I think it comes back to as well, as I was speaking about before, with the val- seeing people's value mm. and respecting them. I think that respect comes into it 100%. So sure. I obviously see so much value in you as a person in the business. And I think, and obviously I have the utmost respect for <laughs> you and that's so important. Yeah, for sure. And if we didn't have that, I think that's where it could have gone yeah. wrong. And I think it's also, we really appreciate each other's opinions um we don't always agree so i think it's important that um that we can both have our different opinions on things and be able to work on it because we respect each other's Mm. opinions you know we would never you would never say something and even if i disagreed with it i'd be like oh what is she like trying to do with the business honestly (laughs) like no we're never going to do that like we always hear each other out yes and now obviously we have a team that helps us do that Mm -hmm. as well um so yeah i don't know it somehow worked. And I think for if anyone's thinking, you know, about going into business with their friend and they're worried about that or even like a sibling or anything mm. like that, I think it is just making sure that there is always open communication about mm. everything. I think that's the biggest thing. Any time that we've ever had a point where um, – you know, we might be emotionally stressed and, and, and worried or whatever. It's when we haven't had enough communication with each other. It's when we haven't been as open with each other. I mean, just recently I was like going through, and this is like fully being honest here, but I was going through a really stressful time because I had all these thoughts and feelings in my mind and I was worried about what oh. Laura was thinking. <laughs> when you sat me down and spoke to me about that, I was like, what? Yeah, but honestly, like for months and like Jerry can back me up here, like there was people I went to to talk to about it and I, this, the wrong thing I did was not go directly to you <laughs> from the very beginning. So I think something that I've learned from that is the the best part about um, our working relationship is there is that open communication and, and when it is open and when we do just be honest with each other, Nothing really can go wrong. Definitely. So, and I that think wasn't a big. It sounds <laughs> like I went off and sold half the business or something. No. Absolutely not. Um, it was it was just something internal that you were going for through, sure. I suppose. For which, sure. Yeah, which, but it wasn't not bad at all. No. That's why I was like, "Are you joking? What are you talking about?" But anyway, I think I think that's this one piece of advice is to make sure that there's open connect, communication and you're honest with each other from mm-hmm. the very beginning. You know, you get your. Um, 
your fair deal from the beginning and you just both make sure you're super comfortable with everything before you get started. And then also I think something that you do, which is fantastic, is separating business from friendship. And (laughs) Steph is so every, like at least once a month, you'll be like, that's it. We need to go out for dinner. We're not talking about work (laughs) because it's so important because otherwise, because Steph and I, WhatsApp, I would not want to know how many times a day. I reckon it would be maybe 200 plus times a day about work. And sometimes we get to a point where it's like, and then we'll go out for dinner and we'll just talk about work. Mm. And it's like, okay, no, we need to set boundaries. So while you have to set them, you know, at home with your, with Josh and Mm -hmm. I I set them with Dalton, we also set them with each other sometimes because you still, it kind of reminds you like, oh, hey, like we've got each other's backs, like we're best friends. And it's important to kind of keep that relationship. For sure. For sure. So now back to the program. So since we have yes. launched, we relaunched the program in November mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. with our team. And I suppose for anyone who is like, what is this program? We might just do a quick summary um, of the program for those of you who haven't tried it. So for all our beautiful community who have tried our program, uh, feel free to skip ahead. <laughs> um, but basically you've got, you've got yeah. 30 seconds okay. to pitch okay. this to me. Wow. Okay. Ready? No, I haven't prepared an <laughs> elevator pitch. Well, basically it's a health and lifestyle program. It's not a weight loss program. And I think mm-hmm. that's our one thing that we've wanted to make sure is different to everyone else. That's not saying that you won't lose weight on the program. Mm. If you if your body is at a state where that that's possible or that's what's meant to happen, then then it'll happen. You're basically given a program where you've got 20 minute workouts every single day, um, and we have a great mixture on there. We've got boxing, hit, strength, Pilates, yoga, and running. A really great running program. Um, and the reason we've kept it like that if you hadn't heard much of the chat with me and Danny on the I think the third episode Mm -hmm. um or fourth um we spoke about having a bit of a mixture and and making sure that you've got you know both cardio and strength in your training to mix it up and to keep healthy and fit in so many different ways um but it's also because we wanted to make sure that we made a program that was suited to everybody you know not everyone loves running not everyone likes boxing not everyone likes Pilates so there's enough on there that they can switch it out or not do that day and do a different day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted that flexibility on the program. The workouts particularly are quite different to what you might find in other programs because we do the whole workout with mm-hmm. you. So along with thousands of other girls that you might be doing it with all over the world the same day, Laura and I in the videos all the way through you know, through every burpee and every sit-up, uh, struggling with Dan, our PT, running us through every workout. So Dan is the one that will go over technique tips um, and all that sort of stuff, um, which is great. And then if you don't want to watch the full video, we've also got the breakdown. So that's basically the workouts in a nutshell. And then we've got the recipes. Um, so we've got a like hundreds of recipes ready for you. Um, we have actually got them on a plan, so a breakfast, lunch and dinner planned out for you. But then you can also just go back into our recipes um, kind of bank and find whatever recipe you want. And we've got um, recipes that are both Laura and ours. And then we've also got some beautiful girls who freelance for us and basically take on the values of kick and create some amazing recipes for us. Um, We've also got meditation on the program. So at the moment, there's one meditation tape um, a week and we definitely want to improve on that. We want to get more because as Laura said earlier, um, I think there used to be this misconception that 
to live healthy was just about exercise mm. and eating well and we wanted to make sure that our program um, was a lot more than that so um, meditation is definitely one way to have that holistic health um, so we've got that and then we also have the community and the community is the best part about mm. the program without a doubt so as soon as you sign up to the program you can now join our private Facebook community there's thousands of girls from all over the world in that community um, and it's not like one of those things you know if you if you cancel the program, you just kicked out of the community. No. Um, we love just having you forever. And um, honestly, it if is... You want, if you, you want. I mean, you can leave for sure. You can, you can get out of it. Um, it's such a beautiful community. It's something mm. that we're so, so proud about. We check in every day. Um, we have the kick squad checking in every day and commenting on every single comment. Um, and we just love the support that comes from mm. that community. All the girls on there, uh, no matter where they're from or how old they are, they're there for each other. You know, they go there for relationship advice, for, uh, you know, periods advice and what to eat or all this different stuff. There's so many questions that are always answered on the on the community. And then there's also just really beautiful motivational posts all the time on there. Um, and then on the fun side of it, we run competitions, regular competitions on there. We like to give back to you guys because without your support, we wouldn't be able to mm. run the program. Um, and then am I missing anything? That was the longest 30 seconds ever. I know. Sorry, that was not 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, we also, I think what's really important to note is that we, Steph and I, totally acknowledge we're not health experts. Mm-hmm. We in no way have studied to do that. But because of that, we have got experts, medical experts, Absolutely. that um, we're really passionate about not sharing any advice without having someone backing it that yeah. actually has a degree yes. and has studied and yeah. um, knows what they're talking about. So we've got obviously our personal trainer, our dietitian, Marika Day, Mm-hmm. Um, which is really, really important. We've also got um, Bronwyn, who's a women's doctor who we've just so specialised um, yeah. in. She's an obstetrician. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be able to do more content now with the women's health section mm. of the app, which is super exciting, but we know it's so important to make sure that any advice that we are giving out, of course, is, is from a professional. And I think that comes back to another value that we've always had And one of the main things with Kika, and I think it's why sometimes it's so frustrating for us because we never get to a point where we are happy with Mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think what we have to, we always make sure and anyone that, you know, starts a business needs to make sure that they they know their purpose in the business Mm -hmm. and that you're always, that purpose is your main objective at all times. And that is just, otherwise, if you start going off on different tangents, I find that's when people forget what the main purpose is and then it can get a bit feel kind of overwhelming and you lose, you know, the main message of the business. And for us, the purpose is to make health and healthy living. And, you know, we understand more accessible for people and we understand that people can't afford, you know, and I I always, we we think back to ourselves when we were teenagers Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we couldn't afford to have a PT and we couldn't afford to have a dietitian check our meal plan or Mm -hmm. have all these workouts and we couldn't afford a gym membership. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of why we've we've done kicking, why we want to keep improving it because we want to make sure that that teenage person that Mm -hmm. we were, Mm -hmm. I always think back to myself when I was a teenager and what I want to give them the most value possible. And so if we're not doing that, Mm-hmm. then what are we doing? Yeah, like that is, sure. so we have to make sure that everything that we do always supports that 
even though we have, you know, people from up to, I think we've got people up to 60 on the program, which mm. is amazing. It's just always a thought that I think we are really responsible and, and I think that's something that all businesses should be, that if someone's going to be paying for something, you have to make sure that they can see the value in it because oh yeah, for sure. if they can see the value in it, they'll tell their friend. And that is the most powerful, I think, marketing tool in the world. Absolutely. is not when, I mean, we can tell you, sign up to the program. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You make money <laughs> you from it, it and yeah. you own it and it's your business. So of course, you're going to say that. But if someone else can refer your product to someone Mm -hmm. that is where you're like oh okay well you have no vested interest in this so why would you be telling me about it yeah and it's because you know because they see value in it and Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's really 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 important to remember oh absolutely and um basically at the end of the day Laura and I are workout buddies um and this program is something for girls to take motivation and inspiration from to live that healthier lifestyle and to also learn how to keep it you know for a lifetime it's not a challenge it's not a yeah it's not an eight week or four week challenge that you you're going to smash out um it's something that we are trying to teach girls how to implement these little things and strategies into their life for the rest of their life so they can live a happy life and and our main goal is to make sure that girls feel comfortable in their own skin um and so it's been really beautiful to see that that's happened. Definitely. Mm. So mm. can I ask you another question? You can. I'm no. Not, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> Do you feel that keep it cleaner is successful? Is that, have you put a question mark there? Because your mouth is still that's open. That's a question. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for the next line. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. Um, I what mean, defines it for you? For me, it's every time we meet the community or, or people and we've somehow changed their life or mm. changed their view of themselves in a positive way, that to me is success. If, if we are changing girls' lives for the better um, in that they're feeling more comfortable in their own skin or enjoying exercising and enjoying healthier choices and everything, then that's awesome and that's success mm-hmm. to me. I don't think there's like a certain end you know goal for us we're mm-hmm. just the more people we can help the better um so i believe 100 percent. even if it was to end tomorrow it's been inc- an incredible success um every step of the way and fulfilling i think it's really totally special fulfilling we feel really lucky to be able to do something where we're able to help um help people in what we do oh, so it's I think the most it's, rewarding it's really thing. really really special that we've and yeah again as i've said thank you to the community because without you like you are keep it cleaner we're not and we're proud to say that we're not well, i mean i mean we love keep it cleaner we yeah. are keep it cleaner but you guys are, are what makes up keep it cleaner it's for not sure. about us it's it's a kind of like a way of life and thank you mm. i suppose for for turning it into that so mm. to summarize mm. if you're starting a business mm-hmm. what is one what is the main tip from everything we've spoken about today, what is the most, I suppose, for you, pivotal thing in our business journey yep. that people could take away from this? Um, to make sure that whatever you're starting, you're super passionate about. Yeah. For sure. Like, without a doubt, we've gone through so many hard times and hurdles um, and crossroads that felt impossible at the time. And I think if I wasn't passionate about Kick mm. or there was just something that I didn't believe in in the business, I wouldn't have bothered or I would have probably let that hurdle really bother me and, and, and just stopped and quit. Um, but because we've both been so passionate about the brand and, and what we want to do with it, we're getting over every hump, you know. we. Um, I just think it's so important to make sure that if you're starting a business out, it, it's more than, as you said earlier, more than a, a money-making thing. Mm. It's it's You've got to be passionate about it without a doubt. Mm-hmm. 
And I think another, well, my main thing is to just start. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. It's not like a broken mm-hmm. record, but I think it's, if I hadn't have started my blog, then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we wouldn't have never worked together mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have done that mm-hmm. because I was nervous what people would think. Yep. Um, if we hadn't have done the ebook, if you hadn't have convinced me, <laughs> you know, there would be no keep it clean. If we hadn't have gone out and done the app ourselves, it wouldn't be what it is today, something that we're so proud of. And I think it's so important to remember that, while it's important to take other people's advice into account mm-hmm. that you value, mm-hmm. I think it's also at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to have to do it. So Absolutely. if you decide you're going to do it, that person that said you should or yep. you shouldn't do it, they're not going to be there with you. No. They're probably, they might be on the sideline hoping that you don't succeed, which, you know, that's just the way it is. And it's mm-hmm. really unfortunate that that's how the world is. But sometimes um, that is something with tall poppy syndrome that does seem to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think you just have to remember that you're the one that's going to have to, if you're going to start a, a business with a product, you're the one that's going to be packing it in the middle of the night. You're the one that's going to be making it. You're the one that has to put in the work. So you're the one who makes the decision if mm. you should start or not. Mm. That's good. Great advice. Thank so you. <laughs> before we finish up, um, yes. what are you what are you hoping for Kick over the next five years you know I know obviously there's projects that we're working on that we can't exactly Mm. talk about Mm -hmm. um but what is your not end goal because as we said this is never really an end goal but what do you want from kick over the next five years what do you want it to look like or what do you what are you dreaming of dreaming so I would love just to be able to reach more girls and improve the program Mm -hmm. more I think the more value and the easier we can make it all comes back to the same thing that mm. we just want to make health accessible for everyone and everyone yeah. deserves to be able to do a PT workout mm-hmm. or, you know, have their workout at home and not, they don't need a gym membership. They don't need to have, um, you know, any like huge funding to pay for a PT. I think that's, I suppose, the the biggest thing that I always come back to and it's just improving value. that value yeah. for women so they have that support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I suppose, being try, trying to um, go into the international really. I mean, we have kick girls from all over the world, but we would love to go into those countries and, and make, I suppose, more of an impact in the international market, which is yeah, a, a really t- a tough one to tackle. And mm-hmm. it's going to take some huge planning. And um, But it's something that's definitely on the radar for us. And I think it's it's going to be a huge hurdle for us to mm-hmm. tackle. But I think that, that we could do it eventually. Yep. Agreed. What's yours? Same. Same, honestly, just reaching more and more people um, with it and growing our community bigger and bigger because the bigger it's been getting, the better it's been getting and the more um, a lot of our ideas and, and things that come for the program has come from you guys yeah. in the community. So the more of you in there, the more ideas we get. Um, so, yeah, pretty much exactly what you said. So we hope you guys enjoyed that journey and uh, <laughs> it's very kick. hard to summarize it really in a, is in an hour so if there is anything that you want us to go yeah. deeper into and we'd also love to know what you love to hear from this podcast if you want more conversations between Steph and myself or you yeah. want more guests or what guests that you like if you want us to go into any particular area of our business journey to help you out that's what this podcast is for so please just let us know yeah I mean you can dm us on the keep a cleaner account um or just if you're in the community, mention it in the community. We've always got eyes everywhere, so we'll make sure we keep them all in count. Or you could write a review. For sure. Even though I'm a bit scared to go and read them again. Don't, we're not reading them ever again. <laughs> we will, No, but you can. You can write us. We really appreciate That's how it helps. It really helps support our podcast. For so sure. if you would like to write, write us a review, you can write whatever you like. We want you to be honest <laughs> and you can let us know what you want more or less of. That would be really appreciated.
So we would usually end the podcast with a question of the week and mm-hmm. we will be doing this um, on every podcast, but we answered quite a few questions that came through within this chat. So we will end it there, but we would like to give you, I know we've done this already in a couple of podcasts, but we thought seeing as we spoke so much about the program, mm-hmm. we're going to have to give you guys something for it. Yes. So we have got our 50% off code for new members for mm-hmm. the first month mm-hmm. on the month to month program. All you have to do is enter the code KICKPOD, so K-I-C-P-O-D, mm-hmm. uh, on the website, www.keepitcleaner.com.au, and then your first month will be $10, so I think it's less than 50 cents a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, also just if you weren't already aware, our membership subscriptions, you can cancel at any time. Of course, we never, oh my goodness, that's one of yeah. the biggest things. We never ever, ever want you to feel like you're Trapped. It's not one of, yeah. We, <laughs> We've got yeah. you forever. If you, if we only want people on the program that kind of see value in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. And then if you do sign up, make sure you find us on Facebook. Yes. Um, in our Facebook community, because that's honestly where all the magic happens. Mm. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember, you can find us at Keeper Cleaner or Laura.Henshaw or Steph Claire Smith on Instagram. And we can't wait to chat to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.